بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين على آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا اللهم ربنا زدنا علما الحمد لله that means every thanks a human being could do should be for Allah تبارك وتعالى because he is the only one who deserves to be thanked truly. You may thank people for some good things they have done to you. But when you think of it, you'll find out that they did this only because Allah Taala wanted that. So you should thank Allah first of all. Then you thank those people. Although we are required also to thank people for whatever good things they are doing to us. So if that's for human beings, what about the one, subhanahu wa ta'ala, who created all? The one who really, subhanahu wa ta'ala, gave us all sorts of graces. وَمَا بِكُمْ مِنْ نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ Every grace on you, every single grace on you is from Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala. So we should thank him, tabaraka wa ta'ala. Tonight, inshallah, as brother Sheikh Amtiyaz mentioned, we're going to talk about the seventh chapter of Kitab al-Tawheed, which is talking about wearing a ring or twine or other things and that part of shirk. Of course, we have to really discuss this case in details because a lot of people may misunderstand what meant by that. But before that, we should remember that since we have started to talk about La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and we said that la ilaha illallah will not be beneficial for the person who says it unless he have three conditions, major conditions. To the, the first one is to know the meaning of la ilaha illallah, which is none has the right to be worshipped but Allah. Second condition is to act upon it in life. And the third condition, to be safe from the contradictions of la ilaha illallah. Talking about what we have tonight is in the third condition of La ilaha illallah, which is to be safe from whatever could break down or nullify or make La ilaha illallah fruitless for the one who stays. Wearing a ring, any ring? No. By any intention? No. It has to be certain and clear in here. That's why we said we have to talk about it in details. What means by wearing a ring or twine? And later on we'll talk about also the amulets, hijab as you call them in Urdu maybe, and so on. It is not just a one word to say and go. That anybody who wears a ring is a, a politist. Anyone who hangs an, an, an amulet or call it hijab or whatever you call it, is a politics. No, we have to take care of these words we are saying because generalizing the judgment is incorrect. So we'll take, let's take it one by one. These ayat we have in here and hadith we have in here is telling us to what extent the case we're talking about is going to be. In this chapter, we have some ayat and some hadith 
we need to talk about them one by one. It's one, I think, one ayah in here. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ أَبْرَأَيْتُمْ مَا تَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ إِنْ أَرَادَنِي اللَّهُ بِضُرِّنَا لُهُنَّ كَاشِبَةُ ضُرِّهِ But before we talk about this ayah, let's ask ourselves, what do we mean by the intention, the goal of wearing the ring, or putting, or hanging an amulet, and so on? We have to differentiate between the people who hang these things or wear these things for regular things. Muhammad Sallallahu used to use a ring. Is this part of this? No. Like what if someone is wearing a ring thinking this ring is a reason for saving him from troubles, only a reason. Is he the same as the person, or same as the person who wears this ring thinking that this ring by itself independently will protect him from troubles? Of course not. Each one has its own judgment. From the seerah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his lifetime, his life story, we can see that he used to wear a ring, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Sahaba also did. But this ring we're talking about is not the ring some people are wearing now, for wedding as they call it. No. Not the ring that are using, some people are using to protect themselves. Whether they think it is only a reason or they think it is by itself independently will save them. No. The ring that Muhammad Hassan used to wear is a ring for certain intention. That's a regular thing they are doing in that time and it has nothing to do with the case of intention of protection or any other. Like, in this ayah, Allah is telling us subhanahu wa ta'ala that Those, the politicists are calling, those, one, those ones who are the politicists are calling, are they going to punish or help or hurt the people? Yani Muhammad, Allah SWT is telling Muhammad وسلم, to call Allah or to tell these people, do you think that these people you are worshipping is going to stop what Allah is going to hurt me with or what Allah Taala will give me? They will stop it? Of course not. That really brings us back, or reminds us back to the case when we discussed the case of reliance, tawakkul, in Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Tawakkul, by the way, it means to depend on. And we said before that tawakkul is not also the same level. To make tawakkul, total tawakkul on human beings or something else, other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is major shirk. And major shirk, as you know, exclude from Islam. And whoever dies with major shirk, without repentance, he will be settled in hellfire, as Allah told subhanahu wa ta'ala in his holy book, which is mentioned so many times. And so many eyes talking about shirk, as you, as you mentioned before, and we will talk also about in the future dars bihawlillahi wa quwwata but we have to remember always that shirk is the greatest sin the worst sin that ever a human being could do because those people who are making shirk or polytheism they are actually making a lot of big mistakes we mentioned there are seven we discussed that long time ago we don't want to repeat that now so these things that people are worshipping, these people, things that people are using 
are not going to defend or stop whatever Allah wants to happen to their person. And they are not going to move this bad thing onto human being. Why we say this? Because when we see people they are using these rings or other things, amulets and so on, we will understand that they are not doing this just for good looking. No. They are doing this to prevent or to move sickness. As the hadith which mentioned by Shaykh Mtiyaz al we'll come to it later on, that a man, Muhammad sallallahu saw a man putting some kind of wine or putting some kind of ring on his hand, whatever. Muhammad sallallahu told him that, why? He asked him, why you are doing this? See here, is a question here. Why? Why is he here to see what's the intention? Why is this man wearing this ring? Why is this man hanging this amulet? Why? This is the question first of all. Now, if the answer is that this is by itself will protect independently, will protect the person, this is a major shirk. If the answer is that I'm using this because it's the reason of protection or a reason of healing from sickness, this is a minor shirk. If the answer is I'm putting this ring just to follow Muhammad or to have some kind of looking, this is halal, okay? So we have to be careful. That's why Muhammad before he gives the judgment to that man, although he was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, still he asked the person for the intention. What is the reason he's using this thing? So we ourselves, ourselves, we come and ask ourselves. When you see a person putting a ring on his finger, you will ask him first of all, why are you putting this? If he says just for good looking, you know, fine, no problem. He says that this is a wedding ring. Oh, there's a problem here. Why is a problem? Because it's not in Islam. It's not part of our deen. Although it's not ibadah, maybe some people say, I'm not doing this as ibadah, I'm doing this only just because my tradition. No, not your tradition actually. This is a tradition of the Kafirin. And we have imported this from them. We became importers. We only import things from the others. Including part of their deen, including part of their bad things they are doing. So Muslims actually, nowadays, they imported a lot of things from the West, especially drinking alcohol, music, things like this, even polarism, festivals, New Year, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween, yalla, go ahead. Just important. Why don't we export? We have the best deen on this earth. Why don't we export it to the others? Why don't we try to save the, the lives of these people from the, the trouble they are facing in their lives because they are not Muslims? Why don't we carry the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who was really doing his best to save people from hellfire? Those people in the western, anywhere else, who they, they, have, they think they have their, their, the best civilization in the world now, do you think they are happy? I don't want to discuss this because we have talked about this so many times. But I'm sure you know that they are facing so much troubles in their life. They are unhappy, totally. Even if they say no, they are happy. They are liars. Because Allah Taala told us in his holy book that no kafir will be happy in life or judgment day. وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً ضَنْكًا this is in life. 
ونحشره يوم القيامة أعمى من جسم الدين. In life he's having معيشة ضنكة. What is معيشة ضنكة? A very hard life. A very bad life. So much trouble. Ask about those people who go to the psychiatrist in the West. 25% of Americans, they are crazy. I'm not saying this by myself. They, that's what they say. That's their own statistics. The highest percentage of suicide is not in Bangladesh or India or Saudi Arabia. It is in Sweden, one of the most advanced countries. Why? Because they are unhappy. Have you ever seen a person kill himself because he is happy? The, the highest percentage on the world, although as I told you before that in Sweden, even the people who do not have work, they have salaries. Every child they have, they have salary for it, for him. Schools are free. Hospitals are free. More than that, if someone steals the house of one Sweden, the government pays him back every single real, if it's the real, there are whatever they call it, back to him. And if he have, somebody came to his uh, apartment or house, jumped in there and he stole his TV and his radio and his whatever. The police will send someone to calculate how much he lost. They will give him back the money from the government. Well, they are supposed to be so happy in this case. No hunger, no, no poverty, no troubles. Civilized country. But it is not true. They are unhappy. Totally unhappy. And the proof is how many suicide people they are doing. In France, in Britain, in the United States, and everywhere, in Canada, everywhere in this world, those people who are not Muslims, they are going to suicide, and they are unhappy totally. Because Allah told us, subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the holy book, وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً ضَنْكًا طيب. Comes the questions. Ah, do you mean, somebody will ask this question, do you mean that Muslims are so happy? I can't see this among Muslims now. There are, are unhappy a lot of unhappy Muslims there. Yes, true. They will be unhappy because they are not so close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The more they are far from Allah, the more they are becoming unhappy. Because Allah told us in his holy book, وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي Man here means that anyone, including Muslims. It is not only for kafirs. Every Muslim who does not care about what Allah told us to care about, ذِكْرِي, that means that remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every of our life, not only in salah. Lots of people now, they know Allah only in one meter in the masjid. That's it. He comes to the masjid, he knows Allah in this one meter for sujood, salah. And as soon as he leaves the masjid, he knows he doesn't know Allah. Salah. Buying and selling, not the way of Allah. Or that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do. The way of treating people, the way of talking to people, the way of treating his family, the way of dealing with the life, with the civilization, is not the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So how do we expect this person to be happy? Only those ones who are walking the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will be happy. So man a'rada, man here means anyone, including Muslims. 
Bad Muslims, of course. But good Muslims, may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala make us all like that. They will be happy in their life and the judgment day. Why are they happy? Although they are hungry, they are poor. Yes, they will be happy because happiness is not by the, the, the mouth. Happiness is not by the eyes. Happiness is by the heart, and the heart here is depending on Allah Tabaraka wa Taala. He is not depending on anybody else. He is close to Allah Tabaraka wa Taala. So Allah takes care of him. الذين آمنوا وتطمئن قلوبهم بذكر الله ألا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب yes true بذكر الله the heart will be calmed calm down the heart will be happy whether they have food or not whether they have money or not whether they have children or not whether they have they whether they have tragedies or not this is not counted in here what's counted is what Allah سبحانه وتعالى wants to give this slave the more he is closer to him, the more he is happy. The more he is far from what he is, subhanahu wa ta'ala, does not like, the more he is happy. Take an example of giving the eye its freedom to see whatever it wants. Or to keep the eye, as Allah told us, subhanahu wa ta'ala, قُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُضُّوا مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ Keep the eye down, not to look what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us not to look. Not only women, but also the dunya luxury. وَلَا تَمُدَّنَّ عِينَيْكَ إِلَى مَا مَتَّعْنَا بِهِ أَزْوَاجًا مِّنْهُمْ زَهْرَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا Don't let your eye go around and see, oh, this is nicer, nicer than mine, this car is nicer than mine, this house is better than mine, this guy has more money than mine. This will give you a headache. And that's part of the punishment of Allah to these people who do this obey Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whenever we leave our eyes to go around, we will be in trouble. Because we actually disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayah. Disobeying Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this clear hadith, sahih hadith. We are letting our eyes go and see, that means our hearts also will follow. Because the eye is only a canal to the heart. The ear is also another canal. So what, whatever the eye sees, send it to the heart, the heart will be, oh, I wish I have this one. I wish I have this car. I wish I have this big house. I wish I have this much money. I wish, I wish, I wish. Then he will say, oh, I don't have anything. Allah did not give, a'udhu billah, a'udhu billah. Then he will, claim, or he will blame Allah, a'udhu billah, to be unfair with him. Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. But if he looks, how much grace is that he is having? I told you the story of that one poor man came to one of the fantastic scholars. I think he was Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad and he came to him and said, Yeah, Imam, I am pretty poor. I'm pretty poor, what can I do? Every time I try to have money, I cannot. He said, okay, will you sell your eyes to me? For 100,000 dinar? He said, of course not. Will you sell your ears to me for 100,000? He said, no. Your hand, your leg, your tongue? No. Ya Habib, how many 100,000 you have? And you're still saying that you are poor? Ishaq. We do not look to what the things we have. We always look to what the others have. 
طيب سبحان الله maybe you will see that person who is very rich you see how much things that he is having but you do not see how much things that he doesn't have including the happiness that he cannot have يعني you have it but Iblis is actually so smart he does not drag us by stupid way sorry for this word but he has his own smart way to drag us to follow him as Allah told us in his holy book وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا خُطُوَاتِ الشَّيْطَانِ the steps of shaitan shaitan is bringing us peace by peace then he gets us to be with him in jahannam that's what he wants he takes us by peace by peace until we fall into jahannam with him but those good mu'min, insha'Allah, like us, insha'Allah, they will not follow him. They will not allow him to drag them. Because we have a very strong weapon. If we are using it, we will hurt shaitan. Shaitan is used to say, I have really hurted Bani Adam with sins. But they hurted me with istighfar. So every time we make istighfar, shaitan is hurted. Hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, narrated to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that a person who forgets to, eat, to say Bismillah before he starts eating, shaitan will eat with him. They don't look to your uh, part and say, it's not missing. No. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said this, so we believe it. Completely with this hadith, that when, he's, when the person remembers to say Bismillah after he started, say he eats some, then he remembers, ah, Allah. Bismillah awwaluhu wa akhirah Because there is an extra word to say Then shaitan will puke what he has eaten He cannot keep it in his stomach خلاص. But I don't see him What shaitan is talking about? What Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said We believe it So we should hurt shaitan by istighfar We should not follow him But we follow Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala The orders and we follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam If we want to win Maybe we went away far away from the point We have started with but that's really some kind of introduction to what we are trying to say. The case of dependence, tawakkul, reliance on Allah is our case in here. Those people who are hanging these things are having a problem in tawakkul or reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When a person puts a, a, a ring on his finger or a twine in his neck or his arm or anything else, as you will see later on, because Talking about amulets will come later on, another chapter. So we'll keep it there. But when he puts this ring and thinks that thinking this thing is going to protect him independently, then he is falling into major shirk. Na'udhu billah. what if he says that is only just a reason. I know that Allah is the one who protects us. But this is only a reason. We will say, you made a reason that's not made by Allah ta'ala or by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So this is minor shirk. Politism, minor politism. But what if this is true reason? Uh, reasons are two kinds. True and false. True reason was mentioned in Quran or Sunnah. It is a true reason. Then it is a true reason. What is really known by experiments? Like some medicine. Or medicine. If a doctor is giving you a medicine, you know this is a true reason because the doctor has studied this already. It's already known among the medical 
information that this medicine will affect the body of the human being like for a headache as an example or stomachache whatever so it's known as a true reason known by reality by logic but what about putting a ring is this a true reason no this is not a true reason from where we get this true reason is it from sunnah quran or sunnah from from shara' from sharia of muhammad that putting a ring will affect the body no there is nothing like that in the sharia of muhammad but from reality from logic no even though no doctor no anybody said that putting a ring on the finger will affect or protect a person from problems it's not the case of ring only hanging things on the car the the, the uh, funniest thing i've heard about hanging things on the car was somebody told me that in, in egypt some people they hang uh, a, one pair of shoe in the car a shoe ship ship you know ship ship this <laughs> so i asked them why you do that they said this will not protect but will take the eye of the people from my car yes subhanallah it's, it's funny sometimes but it's, it's, you can't see it some people are hanging pictures or hanging idols or hanging that or this thinking that this will protect the car like some people are putting a horse show on horse shoe on the door thinking that will protect the house if you think they are, it is independently protecting the house, this is a major shirk and they are out of Islam. If they think this is only a reason and the protector is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a minor shirk. And there is no other case in this. So we have to re-say that using these things, whether it's a ring or a twine or whatever it is, using these things in three cases. Major shirk. If he thinks it's independently protecting or helping him, minor shirk if he thinks it's only a reason while it's not a reason, and it is halal if he thinks it is just a traditional thing that he's doing. That's it. Like we said, the ring of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Very simple, very easy, without far details. Then we come to the ayah and the hadith, which will explain to us the points we have discussed. The hadith of Umran ibn Husayn. Hussein here, not Hussein, although in English you cannot really differentiate between Hussein and Hussein. They are different names, two names. Hussein, like Hussein ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib, radiallahu anhu. Hussein is another name with Saad, in Arabic Saad and Sin, in English you cannot differentiate. Like in A and Ain, Ain wa Alif in Arabic, the same thing in English. A. That's why you say Arabic is better than them, especially with Quran you know, language, not because my language, not the Quran language. Imran ibn Husayn radiallahu said that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa saw a man putting something in his hand. Okay? So Muhammad sallallahu asked him, what is this? So he said, this is some kind of protection from weakness. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi when he knew the reason, that this man is putting this thinking is going to protect him independently then Muhammad said take it off it's going to hurt you more and if you die still than you you will never be succeeding يعني, you will be loser and we have no other things in, in, in the judgment day a winner or a loser that's it 
فمن زحزح عن النار وادخل الجنه فقد فاز. He's a winner. The other one is a loser. خلاص. There's no, no nothing in the middle. In judgment day there's nothing in the middle. Somebody says okay خلاص يعني I will not go to Jannah but I will not go to Jahannam. I'll be in the middle. How can I hold this? It's impossible. Jannah or Jahannam خلاص. Winner or loser. So this man, Muhammad is telling him that if you die without taking it off, telling, believing that it is going to protect you, you will be a loser. So we have to put in mind that the Muslim really, when he reads such hadith from Muhammad directly, with no questioning, without any hesitation, he will directly accept it and say, Sallallahu Alaihi Muhammad, I accept. I met one guy, he's putting some kind of, what do you call it, this one? Uh, I'm trying to remember the name, but I can't remember the name. Okay. I met him and I asked him, why do you do this? He said, well, this is good for rheumatism. You know rheumatism? Some kind of sickness for everybody, rheumatism. From where you get this? Who told you that this is going to affect the rheumatism or this kind of sickness you have? Is this in Quran and Sunnah? He said, no. He said, is it practically, medically, logically confirmed that this is going to affect? He said, no. He said, from where you got? He said, I just, I feel. No, no, your feeling keeps us like this. Our dean does not accept cases I, I feel, I like, I hope, I want. Our dean says, Quran, Sunnah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, is our dean. That's what this guy and that other guy said. What I feel. Well, I like. I like to have this kind of nigger, hay, hay, hoo, hoo. This is not the habibi I like. Even if I feel that I enjoy, I feel some kind of, of يعني, high feeling closer to Allah when I say hay, hay, hoo, 20 times, 1,000 times. Ya habibi, your feeling is not the case. It's not a judgment in here. Every ibadah, every worshipping should be done only the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's why we say always. Any, any good deed, any deed we do, any ibadah we do, any worshipping we do, we should ha- should, must have two conditions, otherwise it's not going to be accepted. Only for Allah, only the way of Rasulullah. Only for Allah, that's la ilaha illallah, part of it. Only the way of Rasulullah, that's ashadu anna Muhammad rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Otherwise, those people who want to make extra to our deen, means they are not respecting Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or telling that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not convey the complete deed. A'udhu billah. Which is good. In this chapter, we can see clearly that we are supposed to do things only the way of Rasulullah Putting a ring, why? Well, because Muhammad used to put a ring, fine, we'll do it. Put a ring of metal, iron, not from gold or silver or other things. Because it's not allowed for men. From iron, from metal, okay, fine. Right. But putting a ring for marriage. Why you are doing this? Well, I, to, show, to tell people that I am a married. Well, are you afraid that the ladies will run after you? You don't worry about this one. But this is not done by Muhammad or by Sahaba. So we are not going to do this. We are not going to import the way of life or the tradition of the others. We have our own, our own fantastic religion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa But if he says that I'm doing this because this is going to protect me from tragedies, 
or going to help me to heal or cure from sickness. We'll tell him, wait, wait, wait. This is a big problem. If you think this is independently going to do this, this is a major shirk, major polytheism. If you think this is only a reason and the protector is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a minor shirk. That's also dangerous. The second hadith. من تعلق تميمة فلا أتم الله له ومن تعلق ودعة فلا ودع الله له تميمة أن ودعة These things are where people are hanging thinking that going to protect yeah, It doesn't have to be a ring or swine It could be anything else تمائم will come to us inshallah which is ambulance later on inshallah in the second the, the eighth chapter so I don't want to go in deep in that because it has its own discussion those who are hanging these things, think, يعني, if you see people, especially for their children, they go and buy hijab, knitted hijab, they will go and buy, buy some kind of uh, sea uh, pieces uh, to hang. Some in Africa, maybe they are using some bones of some animals. They are making, you know, why are they doing this? Ask the person, why is he hanging this? If he told you that it's going to protect, like we said about the horse shoe on the door of the house. The same th three types. Major polytheism, minor polytheism, or it is halal. So we will see the answer for that. The other uh, words of this hadith also, man faqad ashrak. Yani he, he fell into major shirk. Min Abi Hatim said that Hudayfa radiallahu anhu, Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman, this is Sahabi and his father is from Sahabi radiallahu anhuma. He saw a man putting a swine in his hand and he mentioned in here for fever. Ah, so here we know the reason. We know the reason why he's putting this swine for fever, thinking that this swine will protect him or will cure him from fever, some kind of sickness, whatever it is. So he cut it by force. That's why we say, sometimes you have to do things by your own hand. That depends on your authorities. What authority do you have? If you are in the, your house, you have full authority. You are the, the, the rub of the house. You are the, the lord of the house. You are the responsible person for the house. So if you see your son, your daughter, having a dirty magazine as an example, you want to bring the guy and try to explain, give him a lecture about dirty magazines. Isha, take it and cut it. Didn't talk about it. But you cannot do this in the street. You see, a market, a supermarket, he's selling bad things. You come and destroy these bad things, this is haram. It's not to you, not up to us. There are certain authorities, they can do this. They call them, hey, our mutawwain, whatever they call them. There's our police. So, but we are not going to say, خلاص, it's not my business. No. Because, Amr bi ma'roof, nahi an munkar, which is part of our deen, as Allah told us, subhanahu wa ta'ala, kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat linnas, ta'muruna bil ma'roof, wa tanhawna anil munkar. We have to try to eliminate munkar, bad things which is happening among people. If we cannot use our hands, we are supposed to use our tongues. But if I cannot even use my tongue because I am go if I use this going, I'm going to be in trouble, then at least my heart should hate it. As Muhammad told us in the hadith, مَنْ رَأَى مِنْكُمْ مُنْكَرًا فَلْيُغَيِّرُهُ بِيَدَهِ 
فإن لم يستطع فبلسانه فإن لم يستطع بقلبه وذلك أضعف الإيمان No more iman after that My heart is no more But I will not go to the heart changing or hateness While I can't do it by my hand I will not go to my tongue if I cannot do, if I can't do it by hand But if I cannot do it by my hand, by my strength Then at least my tongue I'm passing by, I'm seeing somebody smoking cigarettes in the street He's a Muslim, assalamu alaikum. He's another Muslim will come to him and say, What you are doing is incorrect. You're not supposed to do this in public. At least if you do it, do it at home. But it's haram still. But don't do it in public. A problem in here. Munkar here, doing bad things in here, is not only one case. Yeah, it's just an example where he said, Now, somebody is smoking a cigarette in the street. How many munkars he's doing? How many bad things he's doing? Two things. He's doing munkar by himself by smoking cigarettes, which is haram. We mentioned why it's haram before. I don't want to repeat that again. Also, he is doing this in public, which is worse. About the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Only those people who show the munkar are worse than not going to be saved from their problems, their mistake. So when he smokes in front of people, he do bad things in front of people, he's making people following him or doing the same and he's giving them the guts to do it. But if he's doing this bad thing alone, hiding from people, hopefully, inshallah, he will repent. Like, back to the case of, when I'm walking in the street and I see somebody smoking, I'll come to him, Salaamu alaikum, ya akhi, don't do this in public. This is, first of all, this is haram, you're not supposed to, you're, you're destroying your money, you're destroying your health, this is against Islam, as you know, and it's not allowed in Islam. It is haram. If he starts to quarrel, I'll tell him, okay, at least do it at home, then do it in front of people. Because at least you eliminate, eliminate the two munkars to one. So, Hudayfa bin Yaman, back to the case in here, when he saw that man, and because he's a, a scholar of Sahaba, one of the scholars of Sahaba, and people are looking at him, how he is doing things, he do it by his own. Strongly he cuts the swan from the man. Because he is responsible in front of Allah as a scholar of Sahaba at that time. That's really what we want to say about the case of rings and swines and the other things. Twine, so I'm mixing swine with twine. Swine is something else. You know. So that's what I want to say about this case. So every Muslim now should understand, at least among us, that be careful not to use these things, although somebody will tell you it is good and it's going to protect or going to affect or going to move the, or cure you from such and such sickness and so on, will protect you from the eye of the others. This is all incorrect. Because it's not said by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's not even proved by experiments like the case of medicine. You went to a doctor. You are sick, you went to a doctor, he gave you some medicine. Is this true reason for, sick, for cureness? It is. It is. Because by experiment it is true reason. By reciting Quran and doing this in your heart, in your body. Is this true reason? Of course. Because it's mentioned in the Qur'an. وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ شِفَاءِ شِفَاءِ So we should use Qur'an. We are not, we are not, 
Most of Muslims, they don't. Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself, before he sleeps, he recites Ayatul Kursi, Qul Huwallahu Ahad three times, Qul Azur Bil three times, Qul Azur Bil three times, and he spits in his hand, then he puts it in all his, as much as he can of his body. Do we do it? Allah understand. But I think I have tried to, my best to explain this chapter, if I have done, alhamdulillah, if not, I'll be happy to hear from you any questions if you like to ask questions about the case or the topic, first of all, and other questions will be later on. Regarding the uh, Okay, this has two wrong things. First, they are wearing gold. Wearing gold, this is not allowed for men of Ummah Muhammad Sallam. Clear hadith of Muhammad Sallam that he said the meaning of it that gold is prohibited, forbidden for the male or men of my Ummah. Second thing, as we said, wearing a ring for marriage is not really a tradition of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, not tradition of Sahaba, not tradition of the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but it's actually imported from the Kafiri. If you ask yourself, your people before 100 years, our people in here, Arabs, non-Arabs, they, did, did, did they use to have rings of marriage? No. So we are importing this from the Kafirin. This is only done by the Kafirin, we are importing. So we are not supposed to resemble the Kafirin. Resembling the Kafirin is really not allowed in Islam. Not only this, but also to show that we are less than them. All the people who are resembling the others are less. Have you ever seen a copy of something better than the original? No way. So we don't want to be copy of the others. In fact, we want to be the original for the others. Why? Because we are Arabs or no? Because we are Muslims, we are holding the best deen. And the only deen in this world. So we need really to show people how proud we are of our deen. If we are proud of our deen, others will follow us. But if we are hesitating and shaking about our deen, trying to يعني, resemble the others and try to satisfy the others by following them in their clothes and their haircuts and their this, ishara then they will, not, they will think that what you have is not good, so you have to follow us. And we are doing, unfortunately. As you can see now, our youngsters in the street, they are putting these kind of hair, cut, haircuts and, and, and the clothes and these writings on their... From where they get this? From the cavalry. Okay, this is going to not, to, to, you know, not to the extent of kufr, of course, but this is bad. It's forbidden in Islam. We are following the others. We are showing them that we are followers of them. No. They are supposed to follow us, to follow our deen. So, not in Islam, nothing in Islam to show that a man, when he wants to marry, he will put a ring on his finger and he will put a ring on his wife's finger to prove that he is married. No need. That's not done by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Okay. Is this proved or and, and, and proved by the medical side? That's a question. Question here. If it's proved by medical that if you're putting a ring to control a magnetic ring to control the blood pressure, fine. If it's medically approved, proved, no problem that through experiment, 
then it's illogical, we accept it. If it's just imagination, our imagination will go a lot. Sometimes if you give someone a, a drink and say, this, if you drink this, you will be okay. And he trusts you, he'll drink it, he'll think, okay, I'm okay now. Just because of trust, imagination. Now we have to differentiate between what, what's proved logically, whether by medicine or something else, it is going to affect, or what we just imagine. It's going. So imagination is not accepted here. As we said, Sufis, or extreme Sufis, they imagine that having some kind of zikr like this, or staying in a room, dark room for seven days or 40 days, with very limited food and very limited uh, water and very limited sleeping and a lot of zikr, that will make there's no barrier between them and Allah. So Allah will talk to them directly. And they really receive some talking, but not from Allah, from shaitan. We have to be careful. Not our imagination. Deen will be taken only from Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, in his holy book, and from Muhammad, وسلم, through his hadith, and the way the Sahaba have practiced it already. That's it. This is called amulet, or hijab, as you call it, ta'weez in, in, uh, in Urdu. Okay, this will be talking, inshallah, next week, if you are going to attend with us. Complete chapter, inshallah, about it. Just give me one no problem. Probably you are not coming next week. <laughs> so, hanging an amulet is three levels. Hanging an amulet, or ta'weez, three levels. Major shirk, minor shirk, haram. Closed. Okay? So this will make it easy for you. That if someone is, as we said before, if he is hanging in this amulet or ta'weez, thinking that it's by itself, by itself, protecting him independently, this is major shirk. Major politics. If he thinks it's only a reason, while it's not a reason, not Quran and Sunnah here, whatever this, this ta'weez or this amulet is not only XOXO and these things. Some strange writing. And they omit it and they say, oh, this is ta'weez. This is minor politics. If it's from Quran and Sunnah, the strongest idea about it is to say it is haram. Not because it is Quran and Sunnah, but because it's going to be insulted. Especially if you put it in children, they will take it to the bathroom, they will maybe peek in it. Uh, people, when they hang it and they are on here, who are sitting in the places watching TV and seeing these bad pictures and music and this on, this is insulting Quran. Same thing as hanging in the wall. We'll talk about this also next week, inshallah, if you want to have more details. But this is the short answer. Okay, that's no problem. That's no problem because this is this is mentioned, and, and ulama said it's allowed to drink the water of the washed ayah, but not to hang it. We have to differentiate between these two things. Drinking the water, reciting Quran, something is not the same as hanging the Quran. Because we said it's haram to hang Quran or hang يعني, some ayahs or some hadith on the chest. Because, not because it's haram by itself, but haram, haram for what's going to happen for that. By insulting and so on. We'll talk about that in wide inshallah next week, hopefully. During the lecture you said that uh, you are the rub of your home. Mm-hmm. And some people say you are a landlord. Is it okay to say, yeah. somebody as a landlord? Rabbul Bayt. In Arabic, I'm not sure if this is going to be the same in English, but in Arabic we say Rabbul Bayt. And we have to say that they can Rabbul Bayt, to the end of the... So Rabbul Bayt here is okay. Rabbul Bayt means the, one, the, the owner of the house, 
and the leader of the house, but not the meaning of the Rabb, which is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As we said before in the case of names and qualities, you can't call a person Rahim because he's a merciful guy. You can't call a person Kareem because he's a generous guy. Okay? Uh, you can't call him Alim, as Allah mentioned subhanahu wa ta'ala about the son who is given to, uh, to Yahya, alayhi salam. Okay? He called him Alim. So, but you have to put in mind that this name is not the same of, name of Allah. Big difference between our ilm and the ilm of Allah. Our rahmah and the rahmah of Allah. Our greatness. وَفَدَيْنَاهُ بِذِبْحٍ عَظِيمٍ A sheep. And Allah called him عظيم because it's a large one. Big, very large. Well, Allah is the al-azim subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there's a big difference in here. So if you, can, if you call the person the Rabbul Bayt, the Lord of the house, no problem. Because the contract is a landlord. Yeah, landlord, if they are using this like the one who is owning the land, no problem. Yes. Sorry? No. Silver and gold is not allowed for a man. Only other metals. Huh? Yes. Because there's another hadith. Of drinking, and, and ulama said drinking plus drinking and eating could come also for wearing. The hadith from a Muslim. لا تأكلوا في صحاب الذهب والفضة ولا لا الذين يأكلون في 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 صحاب الذهب والفضة من أكل في صحاب الذهب والفضة فكأنما يجرجر في بطنه نارا. So hadith in here is mentioning both ذهب وفضة. But fiddha is not the same as gold. In some cases, like in welding. Because Muhammad used to have uh, something to drink in, a pot to drink in, and it was broken, so it was welded with fiddha, silver. Welding is okay. But not, not to have complete thing with fiddha, whether it's a ring or it's a gold or anything else. But a metal is not wrong, inshallah. You can have a plate of silver plate and you can eat on it? Yeah, oh, the rich people they do. Worse than that, they have their, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, everything almost. Their, their bedrooms and this. Uh, crazy person is a crazy person. He has a lot of money, he will do a lot of work for him. And he's a mihraja, he's a mihraja. What can you do to him? <laughs> Sorry? But that's not allowed. No. That's allowed. That's allowed. He's not allowed. Even if he has a lot of money, he's not allowed to have this one. The watch. If the, if, if the ring of the watch is gold, pure gold is not allowed. If it's only colored with gold, fine, no problem. Colored. Only. Coloring is no problem. Jazakum Allah khair. Muslim, inshallah, next week.